episode of Hoosier Nerds Podcast. I just punched my leg with your hosts, Mikey, <laughs> Tim, and the two curses. <laughs> Today, we're going to go back to what did we watch this week? Some movie news. Going to end it on some sports because Chris has a whole tirade about the Indy 500. Not this Chris, <laughs> but the other Chris. <laughs> um, and then also at the end, we're going to talk about some big news we got. Some updates to the podcast and some formats you can watch it on. So let's start with Umbrella Academy. I know Mikey and I watched it. Did either of you guys watch uh, the new season of Umbrella Academy? No, I have not even clicked on it to see what the show is about. So I have not <laughs> I have no knowledge of the Umbrella Academy. Yeah, me neither. I gotta uh, jump in on it. Maybe I'll do it uh, tonight. That's blasphemy. I know, right? <laughs> Well, my quick review is you guys well, need to watch it. It's yeah. That's the quick review. Res? Or no? What'd you say, Tim? Isn't Umbrella Academy Res? Resident Evil stuff or no? No, 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 no. It has, yeah, That's we, what we thought it was. Uh, yeah. yes, it has okay. nothing to do with Resident Evil. <laughs> um, so basically. Season two kind of just picks up right where the season one left off, and it's. What I don't know about you, Tim, but I thought this what, season what, what, was like. What platform is it on? Netflix. Okay. I thought this season was two times better than last season. You know, the, the opening episode just had me hooked instantly with its opening sequence. Um, as usual, some of the middle episodes are kind of boring, but it left it off at a cliffhanger, and it's like, I need season three now. And I, I, I love the music in it. Like, all the songs they chose, they, like, perfectly fit the scenes. Yeah. And I feel like, like, uh, they didn't, if you were to choose another song, it just wasn't going to match. I mean, when... it was well-written, and the the acting in it was pretty it was really good mm-hmm. i liked it when when five are we gonna talk spoilers or do we care should we hold off on spoilers a I, little I, you, you <laughs> whatever you want i we have no idea what you're talking about so <laughs> what do you think mikey hold off on spoilers we should have talked about this beforehand but if, if there's a way you could maybe hint at it but not like devolve anything um when potential five... spoilers when five started you know let's just say killing a bunch of people because let's be honest he did that in the first season he is an assassin Uh, he is an assassin when he that one episode when he was killing a bunch of people (laughs) the song that was playing was the was billy eilish's on the bad guy but it was like an orchestral version of it i was dying laughing because the music was just perfect this reminds me of that friends episode where joey's reading Shining, and he's trying not to give anything away. <laughs> it's like, so hard <laughs> when the like, when the like, mm, like in the in the like in the hall like with the. <laughs> I don't so want to spoil anything, but I still want to talk about the scene. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> all I can picture is Joey. <laughs> All blank and no blank make blank a blank blank. <laughs> I don't know. My, like, my favorite character in there is uh, Klaus and his relationship with Ben throughout it. 
I mean, it's it's so funny, but I wish you could see more of Klaus, like his his ability or whatnot, because I don't think they really like dived into that too much in either season. I I think Diego has become one of my favorite characters. Yeah, they Diego's, really fleshed him yeah. out this season. They yeah, about, I, how y'all feel about Dora? Eh, she's overrated. <laughs> All for adventures. This is a diverse <laughs> cast. <laughs> right? Go, go, Diego, go. And... <laughs> yeah. Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> oh, man. But I didn't like Diego's hair. I don't like what they did with it. You know, like it just K-Pan threw me Diego? off. You know, it just threw me off. I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> you guys got any questions about it? You know. No, we'll just we'll, have, we'll just are they hour long episodes? How long are the episodes? Like yeah. forty five minutes, fifty minutes. Forty five minutes. Okay. Yeah, oh, like, like a regular TV show. Yeah. Except right. no commercials to worry about. Right. Uh, well, I still don't understand uh, that thought process in that. We're gonna make it an hour long episodes, but not quite an hour long. Because like yep. a normal hour long is forty two, with eighteen minutes of commercials. I don't know, you ever, maybe. You ever had a massage? There are hour long massages that are 50 minutes long. So it's kind of the same thing. Well, it's because you can't talk about ten, the other 10 minutes. <laughs> you work nine hours, but it's actually like eight and a half hours. <laughs> right. Have you ever hung out with Kraft? Oh, wait, no, too soon. That's your, that's your region, not ours. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Repeat. He's a boys fan, so he's he's used to eight and eight. That's yeah. right. Eight and eight, still great. One show that I wanted to watch this uh, over the weekend was uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron, but I kind of forgot to get to it. So, what did you think about it, Mikey? Since you're the only one that I think watched it. Oh, the Transformers? Um, yeah, yeah. Switching, sorry, was, switching topics. Sorry. Okay. Uh, it was it was good. I liked the 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 animation style of it, and but I felt like they needed to dive deeper in how the war for Cybertron started because I had no idea. I'm sure it might be like in a comic book or something, but I I mean they kind of briefly mentioned it throughout, uh, like. How there was maybe a coup with uh, Megatron or something, or uh, and or Optimus Prime didn't do something. I don't know, but I mean the story was okay, but uh, yeah, I think they just needed to dive more into like how that war started. So it needs more about the lore instead of it's stuff we've seen in different media. Yeah. I mean, so it, was, it was only like six episodes long or something like that. 30 minutes a piece in, or like 24 or whatnot. But. So it's like, so, okay, so it's basically like any other thing yeah. that they've done with the Transformers. They just haven't set up. There's been no prequel, essentially. Yeah, like, you're. it's almost like you expected to know, like, what happened. In, okay. Yeah. And I'm, not, and, that's, I'm not bashing that. That's not no, what I'm saying. I'm just... Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Have they have they ever actually talked about the start of the war for Cybertron or like the the start of the whole thing? Because I'm not like a big Transformers <laughs> fanboy. I don't really I don't really know a lot about Transformers. Yeah, I don't. I, be- 
I believe they're trying to, for if my Transformers knowledge is somewhat accurate, I believe in this new show they're trying to find the AllSpark to bring the planet back to life. And then whoever finds the AllSpark would probably be the new leader of uh, Cybertron. Yeah, that's what that's what happened towards the end of it. They're trying to find like uh, the AllSpark, and they've always thought it was a myth or something. But and they're trying to figure out ways to do it, and, or uh, they're trying to get off. Like Prime's trying to get it off world, and Megatron wants to use it um, for his evil deeds. But I mean, back to the origin. I mean, I mean, they kind of mentioned like there's this one like. It was Optimus's prime mentor or something, and uh, how he ended up dying. I think for uh, I don't know if Megatron killed him or not. Like I forget whether it mentioned or not, but uh, or he ended up dying, and it kind of just devolved. It made two factions or something. Like he was the one that kind of I, I felt like what I from what I understood, he was the one that kind of. Um, held everybody together and kept Cybertron as one. So it's kind of like when the great leader dies and the two sons don't live up to the great leader and then they start bickering and fighting. I'm trying yeah. to think of the name of the planet. Is it Galvatron? No, it's Cybertron. Cybertron. Galvatron's like the evil planet or something, <laughs> isn't Which, it? Isn't one, one of them is like a full Transformer. Galvatron. I'm pretty sure. Is it Galvatron? Planet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll look it up right I'm now, not, but... I'm not crazy. Because I, I remember one of the old cartoons I watched on... Because uh... that is their planet. I, it might not be their home planet, but I know that Galvatron is their planet. Crap, I don't think it's Galvatron. Um... No, I feel like it's... I'm trying to think of the name of it. Go ahead. I'm going to keep thinking. We can... Unicorn. <laughs> or Unicron. Oh, <laughs> <Unicorns>. yes. <laughs> So who, uh, who, who's from who's from Unicron? He's a Unicron's an entire planet. He's like the okay. bad guy. He's like the supervillain above. Megatron. Oh, okay, I understand. I understand. Okay. So I did not know that. How many episodes was it, Mikey? It was. I think it was around six. And it's kind of like a prequel to like the first movie with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Like it's even got Bumblebee in it, but like. Uh, at first, he wasn't um, an Isn't Autobot. It? He was just kind of like independent. He wasn't even an Decepticon or anything. It was just so. Yeah, it's bef- yeah, it's definitely they're still on Cybertron. It's before they even go to Earth. Hmm. So, do they go to Earth and take on? They go to Earth as robots and take on the look of a car, or are they already a car on Cybertron? Yeah, no, yeah, they're yeah, they're already cars and and. Airplane or in airplanes or whatnot, yeah. Okay. They just look more sci-fi, you know, a sci-fi car. Think of that. I mean, Prime was still his little semi or whatnot. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tim, you remember the the cyber or the Transformer games we used to play on Xbox? That's what I was trying to. Why I was trying to think of the name of that planet because that's where the whole game took place. Yeah, that planet. That was the second one, but I remember like in that game, it was like the 
when you transform, fall of like Cybertron. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, one of them was Fall of Cybertron. That was a great game. And you got anything else to add, Mikey? Or no, that's that. Would you suggest watching it? Like, is it worth it? You know, for six episodes, thirty minutes apiece. Yeah, if, I mean, if you like the Transformers, it kind of like I know most of the movies, you really don't go to see what's like what's going on on Cybertron and all that lore. But um, yeah, it does shed some light on the war, but not the beginning of the war. Okay. So. Tell me about American Pickle, Chris. Okay, so American Pickle is a comedy. It's on HBO Max, starring Seth Rogen. And basically, it's about... He, he, he plays an immigrant that comes to America and works in a pickle factory in Brooklyn. And uh, he's this... His name's Herschel. He's a, he's a Jewish man named Herschel Greenbaum. And he falls into a pickle vat. And they close the pickle vat on him. And... The, the health department comes in and closes the place down. So he's essentially been pickled for a hundred years until somebody, these kids stumble upon it looking for their drone. What oh. am I listening to right now? It's a movie called American Pickles. <laughs> oh just like, so so, that, so he, he, they, they, they get him out of the vat and he looks for his only, he's looking for relatives. Well, his relative <laughs> is a 2019 version of, of himself. So it's, it's Futurama. Set, set, yeah, yeah. Seth Rogen plays two parts. He plays old Herschel, and he plays the new guy. And uh, you know, you would think after a hundred years of, I mean, they kind of missed the boat on exposing him to new world things. You know, television, um, the, the world. You know how? I mean, he missed he, he missed World War Two, and he missed all this technology and landing on the moon and stuff. I think they kind of missed it on that, introducing him to stuff that happened in the past that he missed. It's kind of funny, but it's not as hysterical as I was expecting. Is you know, it more like, serious than it, it needs gets, to be? It, yeah, it is. It is more serious than it needs to be. It's not a horrible film. I probably wouldn't watch it a second time. That's how I base my comedies on. If I can put a comedy on in the background while I'm doing something, you know? Mm-hmm. I can put Dumb and Dumber on in the background and I can... I can do work and I can still kind of watch TV and know what's going on. Catch this funny part, start laughing, yeah. keep working. But it's just they kind of missed the boat on some on some funny parts. And uh, how many episodes is it? Or is it it's, still it's, doing? It's just a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Okay, it's, a, it's just a movie. It went straight serious. to. No, it's just a movie. It's ninety minutes long. I would. I'd probably give it a four out of ten. Well, now that I have your uh, HBO Max account information i will probably try to give it a watch yeah yeah check it out but it's nothing you know you figure you know when you get seth rogan you know you're thinking uh 40 year old virgin and knocked up stoner comedy yes and you totally don't get that he plays some hipster guy and i mean it's a it's a it's it's got a cute little story to it but it's just nothing i just think they missed the boat on a guy being locked up for 100 years and um that discovering stuff I talked to you guys about it yesterday, but I want to I want to pose the question to Tim and our listeners. But at the museum, one of the question, one of the things we always ask new and in, the new interns, I got asked it, is how would you uh, how would you explain a TV to uh, Abe Lincoln? Because you know Abe Lincoln understands uh, telegrams, but how would you explain a TV to him? 
And I don't know why that why this movie made me think of that question, but it's a it's a nice little thought question. And yep. like he yeah. understands. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, Never mind. I, and I like I thought about that. It's like I don't know. Like I don't even know what to say about that. Like uh, my first thought was like maybe like it's a play in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not bring up plays around Abe Lincoln. <laughs> um, so, what it's supposed to do, because in the museum, or, you know, our little... I know this is an, uh, this is an off-topic, but... It, no, it's fine. Go it's ahead. fun. So, in the museum, we have our little, like, descriptions next to artifacts and stuff. They can be no longer than, like, 65 words or so. So we got to dumb it down so you know it's a fifth grader can learn it, but also uh, have enough information where you know you and I would be able would still get 65 it. Sixty-five words, a lot of words. You can get a lot of information out of sixty-five words. No, you, you can. Cannot. You can, but you it's it's not that hard. It's not you that can, easy. You can, but it's hard. Trust me, I've I've wrote about a it feels like a hundred of them by now. Come on, you've been out, on, you've been just on leave out prepositions. You, you know what it is. Uh, the you know, You've been on dating apps. You know what it's like to try to, try to describe yourself in 100 words or less. Or even Twitter when they used 140 characters. <laughs> that right? was, the dark that times. was hard to do. Uh, yeah. Dark times. <laughs> One. Spaces count. Two. Three. Oh. Got to use words. No punctuation. No punctuation. Got to use uh, numbers for words like two. <laughs> giant, giant U for you. And... <laughs> Um. So what we also talked about the other day, yesterday, the other day for whoever listening later, um, was how we need more Dirty Harry movies. We need more Dirty Harry type movies. Type movies? I thought we need more Dirty Harry. Well, movies. I would love another Dirty Harry movie, but Clint was like eighty something years old. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's, there's just anybody. no way you can you can reboot that character, but. I, you know, it was just, I, I watched Dirty Harry the other night, and I thought about all the Dirty Harry movies, and they were just good, simple cop breaking the rules, doing his job to get the bad guy off the street. I don't and, think they can make any shows about cops breaking the rules right now, just so you know. But it's just, well, he it's not that he, uh, yeah, he did break the rules, and he, but... But he wasn't a cop. Cop. He was. A, he was a detective. He was. In, he's Inspector Callahan. He worked homicide. So he just. I, I just want. We just. I think we're missing in that movies. In movies in general, we're missing that basic element of just. Just tell a story. You know, a bad guy, a good guy against a bad guy. I don't need some elaborate plan where it's Tom Cruise and he's got to be scaling a, a, a building with his bare hands. Want to have to take notes during a movie. You know, I yeah, I just I think that I think that film in general is kind of missing that element of just a basic yeah. bad guy, good guy type film. So well, I would love a dirt another Dirty Harry type of film to come out. That's why I like uh, Baby Driver so much. It's got a simple story. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of thinking, and you can just sit down, turn your mind off, and enjoy it. Well, the, and that's the kind what was of, fun about Dirty Harry. The the town is that way. Yeah. You know, with uh, Ben Affleck, that, this, they're bad guys. You know, they're going up against the, the cops, and he's got that that element of 
I love this girl, but I'm a bad guy and I don't want to expose her to my lifestyle. And, but it's a basic bad guy, good guy type film. I don't think enough of those are being, I think they're, they're working too hard to try and make people think. And sometimes people don't want to think that when they go to the movies, you know? I mean, but we I, all know Thanos had a good point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always thought like, uh, the, I mean, American Psycho. I've always liked that one. It's uh, a simple. It's a simple. Uh, have you ever heard of Huey Lewis and the News? I mean, hey Paul, yeah. That's a good guy. I love I that mean, whole that's, speech. That's, yeah. I love that crazy speech. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but it's a, it, that just remind me of like a bad guy good guy type right that's and that's all i'm saying we need we need more of those and you know why why not you why not a vigilante cop though i mean it's not that he, he no, doesn't we got look, Batman. Dirty, dirty harry is not <laughs> dirty harry is not off the rails and he doesn't he's not breaking the rules and just going around and he bends the rules you know he likes to shoot the criminals a lot he, but he just shoots it. the criminals right and i mean but know, they are people, also trying to shoot him so exactly so that's what i'm saying he's He's not some rogue cop that's doing his own thing and and in a world just in a, in a world right. <laughs> he just kind of bends the rules and gets one him. man. One <laughs> gun. He doesn't care. He doesn't. You know, he's like, we gotta get this guy off the street. Screw what this. You know, I don't care if it's admissible in court. Let's just go get him, and that's what he does. You know, explains so, the eighties. Also, this summer that movie came out seventy one, and it does not explain the eighties whatsoever. Or the seventies. Oh. See, I'm too young to differentiate the seventies from the eighties. They all run together. Let's be honest. No, no, there was a big difference. You know, in the seventies, disco was created, which was a major travesty to the whole fashion industry. Eighties has better music than the seventies. Eighties has better hair. Let's be honest. Eighties had better hair. I'm not sure about the better. Uh, I don't know. I think seventies had better fashion. Yeah, seventies did well. I don't know. You've never worn a leisure suit. That stuff could light up in a heartbeat. Let me tell you. <laughs> all, all that polyester. Um, also, one reason we need more movies like Dirty Harry to bring us back around. Sorry, guys. Um, before I forget to say it, the quotable, the quotes from all the Dirty Harry movies, legendary. Do you feel lucky, punk? Go ahead, make my day. Although, but the '80s were full of those. Do we have yeah. any catchphrases from movies these days? John Wick. I'm Iron Easy. Man. But you know, I'm Batman. You know, but like, but in in all defense, like uh, Adam West says in The Big Bang Theory, I'm he's the best Batman. Why is he the best Batman? He didn't have to tell everybody he's Batman. Everybody just knows he's Batman. So. There goes the whole I'm Batman thing. Who are but, you? But, but I mean, you had, yip, yeah, think about it. In Die Hard, you had Yippie Kaye. <laughs> There's a movie called Cobra. There's a movie called Cobra with um, Sylvester Stallone. And he's, and he's a cop, right? And he goes, crime is a disease. And I'm the cure. So <laughs> there's there's ways of, you had, like you said, you had all these catchphrases. Go ahead, make my day. We have nowadays, no catchphrases. People they try to force catchphrases nowadays. I feel like. Am I? I was just kind of thinking I about don't that. Think of any. 
I really can't think of any. I'm Batman is like the only one that I yeah. can think of. Um, what was it that the Joker said in the latest Joker movie? Um, it it became a meme. Right. Hold on. I know what you're talking about. Um, it's uh. But no one just sits around and you know. No one. It they they weren't forced in the eighties. It felt like. Well, well, they weren't. I mean, but I mean, I think it was clear back to. Oh, it's you get what you effing deserve. That's right. But I mean, I mean, that goes clear back to frankly, my dear. I don't give a damn to. Uh, uh, Gone with the wind. Gone, yeah, you got. Oh, I mean, anything's quotable. You know, I don't Bang. think we're in Kansas. Ow, straight to the moon. I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. One of these um, days, Alice. That's a TV show that you're. Yeah, I know. That show will it's never still. be on TV because it promotes domestic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She we even seen, have she you ever seen Futurama? Have you seen the first episode or the second episode of Futurama? Uh, what was they, it? They it think was... uh, like when they go to space, there's an amusement park on the moon. And they're like, this is how our scientists think uh, the moon was first reached. And it's that show. And he's like, one of these days, Alice. Bang. Pow. Straight. To the moon, and he points to the moon, and then Fry's like, "That's not how it happened." He's just an actor who is making a joke about beating his wife, and she's like, "I don't see you with a degree, a degree in fungineering." <laughs> like in a thousand years, that's what people are gonna. Why people are gonna I, think we went to the moon? I honestly miss Futurama. It, it's, it I watch it all the time. Comedy. It's such a good show. Between that and South Park, you don't need any other cartoons in your life. Well, this is a good transition because <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks started this week. That's right. <clears throat> and that show was hilarious. It's it's smart. It's PG-13. P, would you say PG-13, Chris? I would say it's, yeah, it's PG-13, yeah. It's And it's Star Trek. I need more Star Trek in my life, and so do you, Tim. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like we said a couple a week or two ago. It's legitimately Star Trek Rick and Morty. It's PG thirteen Rick and Morty. And I love it's not the main characters. It's it's literally the yeah. people below deck that don't. You know, I don't, I've never been seen the bridge. What's the bridge like? You know. So, uh, yeah, it's perfect. Everything above this, everything below this point, nobody gives a crap about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It sounds really good. I plan on watching it when more episodes come out, so I can just binge it. Well, let me know, and I'll give you my—I'll uh, give you access to my uh, CBSL access. Or you can just a good use, friend. Or you can just use a fire stick like the other Chris. Yeah, I just use a fire stick and find it. But I just thought it was funny. It's just like you never in Star Trek you never know what goes on below decks I mean there Voyager has an episode about like the uh, lower decks it's uh, and uh ts9 kind of does also and so does TNG yes the lower deck episode yeah it's just like the captains all are, are like how do these guys get past you know me trying to take care of them or whatever it's because you don't care about them they're the people that were happy being <laughs> right? the lower decks. Well, they have but less pressure, so... They do have less pressure. All they gotta do is clean or <laughs> fix maintenance shafts. Yeah, all fun and games until you're uh, 
your station blows up and you're dead. Or and you're one or of the 15 casualties. Well, I, I doubt the lower decks even have a life or a escape pods. You got to go up to the upper decks. Probably. And they're going to be the ones to, they're going to stay with Jordy to fix the. The warp core. Warp core. And the warp nacelles. Um. So was it announced, Chris, or was it has it started filming the Dirty oh, Dancing sequel? Here we go. Let's let me see if I let me pull up the. I don't even know what Dirty Dancing is. I've never even seen the, the original. Put the baby in a corner. The sequel has been announced. Lionsgate CEO confirmed a sequel to the 1987 hit movie Dirty Dancing is in the works. Cool. Something he called one of the worst kept secrets in Hollywood, which they could have kept that a secret, and I wouldn't have. And it's got Jennifer Grey is coming back. Jennifer Grey is in the original Dirty Dancing. She played Frances Baby Houseman. Which, which another 80s quote, nobody puts baby in a corner. Yeah. And it's probably like the second best Patrick Swayze movie behind no. Roadhouse. No, Roadhouse, I would no, I would put Red Dawn ahead. What? Red yeah, Red Dawn. Dawn is his best movie. Red, no, Roadhouse is his best movie. Yeah, Roadhouse is his best movie. Then Red Dawn. Rest, rest in peace. Then Dirty Dancing. Um, <laughs> God, it made... The first Dirty Dancing movie shows how big it was. It grossed $218 million. It only had a $5 million budget. Patrick Swayze couldn't couldn't make a bad movie. I don't know. Did you see Black Dog? Nope. There you go. I've only seen his good ones, <laughs> and that's all of them. <laughs> yeah, I forgot all... he did Point Break. Oh, dude, Point Break. The original about... Point Break was really yeah. good. Okay, so Point Break is probably the best Patrick Swayze <laughs> Then Roadhouse. Point Break is good, but that's half Keanu, too. So. What about Ghost? Yeah, no. Uh-uh. What about, isn't there something about that, like, Back to Dirty Dancing, that song that made famous, wasn't it, like, a controversy or something? Not, not the song itself, like, there was a different artist that they were going to choose, and then something happened, and then they ended up choosing that song, and they got really lucky. And it, like, well, that's happened, or something. that's happened throughout all kinds of yeah. Anyway, so um, I don't remember. Oh, you'd have to IMDb that. The one. time, like I've had the time of my I life. Just, that <clears> song. <throat> it's like uh, they weren't going to choose that one, like at first. Well, it doesn't. I think really, there was a, it it yeah. doesn't. That that type of song. It's an '80s song. It doesn't really fit in. The you know, Dirty Dancing set in the '60s. So. Yeah, there was a Netflix series like Movies That Made Us or something or whatnot, and that this was one of them, Dirty Dancing. And they kind of talked about that song, like they weren't going to choose that song. And then, really? uh, I, I, if I believe so, uh, it's been a while since I watched it, but that just reminded me of it. I just, I don't see how. I mean, what are they going to? There's no Patrick Swayze; he's passed away. Um, Holograms. Jerry Orbach has passed away. He's in it. He plays. He played her dad. So I don't know how. You're going to, yeah. Even Jack Weston's dead. He's a he's in it too. So I, I don't know why you're even picking up on it or why you're because you know, Hollywood's running out of ideas. Running out of ideas. That's the only thing I can. And think all of. they can make are sequels and reboots. They did make a sequel to it though. It's called Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Came out in two thousand four, which shows you how popular that movie was. 
I didn't even know that existed. See, there you go. Let's see how it did. It does not. Oh, well. The opening weekend, it made $5 million. It barely made its budget back. It grossed $27 million. Was Swayze even in it? No. That's why it didn't do anything. No, nobody from the original was in it that I know of. I don't know. I never saw it. Um, no, but I mean, it's got January Jones in it. It's about the only Maya. Who? But Maya, you know. That's the only people I have. Celia Ward. It's got people that you've probably seen in movies, but it's just, it had nothing to do with, I don't think it has anything to do with the original. Just the name. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently all you Dirty Dancing fans out there, you're getting your sequel minus the Swayze. Well, speaking of sequels, John Wick 4 and 5 are going to be filming back to back. That's pretty smart. Yeah. I mean, Keanu Reeves isn't getting any younger, and he does like <laughs> yeah, he's staying the stuff. same age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might not be getting younger, right. but he's not getting older either. He is a vampire. <laughs> Him and, and Nicolas Cage and Tom Cruise. Hmm? What? Tom Cruise? I never heard that one. I mean, Tom Cru- dude, he looks the same as he did in the eighties. Guy don't age. Oh, this is true. That's why he did Top Gun again. Well, that new Top Gun hasn't even come out yet. So, but how do you, is it going to release like months in between each other? Or are they going to wait a year, kind of like uh, Avengers if, if, uh, Endgame did? Because you know they filmed Endgame and Infinity War back to back, but they waited a year to release it. But like you brought up earlier today, Chris, uh, Back to the Future. Film back to back, but they only released what like six months apart or something. Yeah, like that. Back to the Future Two came out uh, as a Thanksgiving release, and then Back to the Future Three came out over Memorial Day weekend. So, yeah, essentially it was a six month uh, difference in the window. So I never knew that until you brought that up today in our uh, pre-show talk. Um, but I'm excited, and isn't John Wick Four supposed to release the same time as uh, the Matrix Four, the same week or something? Or that was the plan before the shutdown? That's from what I heard. Oh, Keanu Reeves is making a big comeback if he never did leave, but I don't think he ever did leave. So he's going to be raking in the cash here. Instead of you forgot about Dre, you, you forgot about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I can't say the whole <laughs> quote because there's some words that I can't say. Um... No, but I'm excited. John Wick is one of my favorite series right now. So, and like I said in a couple podcasts ago, he's literally one of the best action stars right now. I would say the best. Just I like I like it when action stars do their own or do ma- the majority of their own stunts, like Keanu does. Yeah. And he went through the training and stuff to use mm-hmm. his gun properly and the tactics and stuff. But yeah. And then our last bit of news is the trailer for Raised by Wolves. I know. Did you watch that one, Tim? I know. I know these guys. I think did. No, I've never heard of it until you guys talked of it today. It's put it in the group chat. Gosh, God, God, (laughs) how can you miss it? Um, but basically, it's a futuristic 
it's it's an HBO Max series about like after an apocalypse oh, yeah. or something. And it's got Travis uh what's his name? Travis Fimmel from uh he was Ragnar Lothbrook in Vikings and also played the lead role in Warcraft. But that trailer that dropped the other day looked trippy. I had I watched it and I had no idea what was going on that whole yeah. that whole trailer. I was just like, "What the heck?" It's is only this? a minute and a half, so I'm just watching it now. Looks weird. The uh, the description on IMDb they got right now is androids are tasked with raising human children on a mysterious planet. So, sci-fi. The director of three pretty big movies. Ridley Scott. Yeah, Ridley Scott, yeah. Well, he's not the... He directed, like, three episodes, but he's, like, the main producer, so... probably the producer. Yeah, it's probably his... This is his project. Yeah. I do like a lot of Ridley Scott movies and all that whatever he makes yes i do like those most of them he does a good job most of his movies are good and travis fennell is one of my favorite actors because of the vikings he was such a good actor in there but i'm excited i'm waiting for tim to finish the trailer so he can tell us what he thinks i wish we could play it i guess maybe in the future we could play it for the youtube people but i don't i'm not exactly sure how all the that's what, what Tim? I just, I just keep going back ten seconds because I'm, I'm watching. I'm so confused. Like I so, said, it's a trippy trailer. I mean, based on the description, is it like there's already like adult humans there, or, or is it are they just raising them from the start? Because it looks like I mean, because. It says the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. So, I mean, that makes me think there's other humans there. And Especially when maybe they don't want the android to mind. take care of them or something. But, uh, I, don't know, I, I guess we'll find yeah, out when the series starts. Yeah, look, that, that trailer was so confusing. It, it premieres on September 3rd of this year. So, I mean... R- it's got Ridley Scott, so I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a chance. And it looked trippy and sci-fi, so that's that's enough for me to watch it. So, anyone else got any news or anything they want to talk about? You know, they watch anything or TV wise? No. Okay. Well, let's move on to sports and uh, let's do uh, the Indy 500 last. So then you can you know. Have yeah. your tirade, Chris. I, I bet. <laughs> I bet your your uh, anger's still building. It's still there, big time. Uh, T.J. Warren, since you know we're the Hoosiers, po- the Ho- Hoosier podcast, Nerd Podcast, we got to talk about T.J. Warren, who plays for the Pacers, is the goat of the bubble right now. He really is. He had what one bad game a couple nights ago of like twelve points or something. Yeah, but he scored but like. Then he scored like fifty-seven. Then like he scored two games at thirty over thirty. Yeah, he, and then he he scored thirty-nine against LeBron and the Lakers mm-hmm. in a win. They beat the Lakers, which I don't think a lot of people saw that one coming. I mean, well, the Lake. Go ahead, Tim. I was just gonna say all he did was score. I mean, he put up <laughs> a impressive points, but that's all he did. Yeah, 
five rebounds, one assist. But still, yeah, that's it. He's but, I mean, those now. scores were critical to the game, I guess. Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely not taken away from his uh, pointage. I was just looking at his stats to see oh. if he put up, like, a, like a no, like monster double-double. Or, or, yeah. yeah. Um, the Pacers, I don't want to say are my, like, picks to come out of the East, but they're, like, my sneaky pick. I don't think we can beat uh, Minneapolis because Giannis is too good. I don't think you can but, beat the Celtics. Yeah. But, uh, they're definitely underrated. They're very underrated. They if are we very get, underrated. If we could get Sabonis back and him get healthy and get in the in the swing of it, I think we'd be a. Well, yeah, I mean Sabonis is your double double guy. That's the guy yeah. that's you know. Yeah. That's that's the guy they're missing, and they're but they yeah they still find a way to keep winning. So. Because it seems, I mean, it seems, it seems to me though, like this break, like when uh, Oladipo came back, they were kind of off. They were losing a lot of games they shouldn't have yeah. lost, and it's like they found their rhythm again. So, well, Oladipo is like the team leader, and it was you know bringing back someone like that. You got to work him back into the uh, into the system, and you get then you got to work the system, and everyone's got to learn how to play together again. You just can't right. plug someone in. Well, you can, you can plug some people in, but you just can't plug like the star back in and hope everything goes back to normal. And then he, hope. <laughs> I hope Oladipo's healthy because I know he's still nursing that hamstring from last year. Well, he's playing, so. Yeah, he's playing. He scored 22 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists against the Lakers. So, I don't know. I know the Lakers probably weren't going all out because they've already secured the number one seed in the West. So, I, don't, I bet they're trying some other things. But it's a good sign. We'll still put up over 100 points. Yeah. So, all right. You want to talk about the Cubs a little bit, well, Tim? The I, Cubs. Are... Right. Oh, I will. Yeah. I just uh, want to say about C.J. Warren here before we move off. Him, he's only had two good games out of the five games. So calm down. Well, what do you consider good? What? What's with right, the, Have so, you been drinking Haterade this so morning? First, I mean, what's so with first, the... I'm just saying. It, it, I mean, they're good, but they're not like that. He's not going to make or break the East. His first game against... We're not saying Philly. that. We're just saying he's the hottest player in the He in the wrecked. And, uh, yeah, but two out of five doesn't make you hot. Against uh, Philly, he rocked them. Uh, Wizards, he did pretty good. What was his goal? How many points did he get in the, against the Wiz- Wizards? The Wizards, um... I guess it depends on how much... How many shots he's 34. putting up and making, though. He went people one of six from three. He was fifteen yeah. for twenty-two last night. Oh, yeah, that's that's good percentage. And then against the Magic, he didn't do anything. Yeah, but you never know well, the uh, team. There's, there's, there's an article on ESPN's website. Pacer TJ Warren NBA bubbles leading score on a different planet. So the, obviously he, he's, he's Sun, making some noise. He only put up seventeen points against the Suns. But you never know what the team's plans are. They could have been using him as a decoy. Oh, I was just looking at the August games, yeah. too. I didn't look at the... I uh, forgot those July games. The July games were... Uh, well, he put up 32 preseason. against the Magic. He actually he didn't even play against the Bulls. 
CJ Warren put up 18 against the Bucks, but you're not going to put up any points against Giannis. That's not a fair comparison. Twenty-two. So, All right. I guess he's doing good. Uh, <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. But, uh, okay. Uh, he's he's doing okay. Points, he's averaging twenty points a game. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. But I mean, with the Cubs, we'll go to the baseball real quick. With the Cubs, okay. yeah. I mean, it's with the COVID thing. I was good with it. I'm like, oh, that sucks for them. Too bad. It sucks for the Marlins, it sucks for the Cardinals. And then when it comes to Cardinals having to play the Cubs, they have to postpone it. Well, it sucks for me now. Because now I don't get to watch the Cubs and I'm selfish. And they don't get to play. And then now their schedule's all messed up. And it's not fair. So how are they going to make up the games? Because I actually never really looked, up, looked into how they're going to make up the games they're missing. Uh, I think from... They'll start doing uh, double uh, double headers, but um, there'll be seven innings each. Okay, that's not so, that bad. Then. But I yeah, I don't know if the Marlins have started playing yet. Because I mean, they have. Okay, yeah. It's been two weeks of their quarantine or whatever. So that's, yeah, that's how they're gonna catch up. But still, now now the load it has increased. It's creating a, a load on the players. I think that's going to be at a tipping point. And by the time the end of the season comes, are they going to have enough energy to to play in the playoffs and do They barely well? even move yes. around on the field as it is, so it's about time they do something. And I guess they have enough players to go in and out, but still, it's like... I mean, it's really yeah. only the pitcher that yeah. should be the one getting tired. Yeah. It's really the only person, which, I mean, if that's the case... And they don't have, have a really good bullpen to play less. make it last. So yeah. instead of making the starter go eight or seven, this year this year is all about the bullpen. If yeah, you don't 100%. have the bullpen, you're not going to go far. I think it's always but been like that, though. You, yeah, true. To be honest, but the good thing for you, for the Cubs, Tim, is they're going to have these you know couple days off to rest their pitchers. Yeah. Um, in hockey talk, they are they started the playoffs already. Dude, that place and those those playoffs are bonkers, man. I know. I watched. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the Blackhawks? The Blackhawks should have never won. They they won three. They won. They won three to. They had a three to one advantage. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But you know what? That last game was was uh, electric. Dude, my boy Taze is 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 lighting them up. So. I don't know any of their names because I'm not. A big, <laughs> I, I only watch in the in the playoffs. I I only know the uh, 2007 Colorado Avalanche team. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I know. So random. Joe Joe Sakic. <laughs> Yo, the fastest person on skates on earth. I'm telling you, Joe Sakic. <laughs> Why the 2007 Avalanche? Because that was my was that, that the was the NHL that, that I played the most. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, I know probably almost every single NFL player by name, and it's because I play Madden a lot. Well, yeah, that's how I was when I played Madden. Like, I could probably name a good chunk of most NFL teams. You know, I probably knew more. This is a true story because I'm old. But when I was <laughs> when I was a kid, all you had were 
you had two football games on Sunday and you had Monday night football. But I knew every player in the league based off of those. And if we were lucky to have HBO, we'd watch inside the NFL. When you so, only have three games to watch. Yeah, yeah, we only had three games to watch. Occasionally, they would put a Sunday night game on instead those of a Monday night. Times. No, they were great. Less is Back more. Back in the dark times. There is too much information. No, I don't want I don't need more information. You're, you're talking to a bunch of millennials. I need there's more information. information. I want to know how fast that ball is going. No, minutes. You know, Howard Cosell did his best in halftime highlights. He just, boom. He just, you knew who the scoring was, who won the game. That's all you needed. I like so, to know, like, the, you know, all but I bet the you, I, I bet stats, you, you know. I bet you I knew more players back then than I do now. And I don't know why what, that is. It's just. how What was it the uh, the 49ers beat the, when the 49ers beat the Packers last year? What was it, 39 y- yards after contact uh, on their uh, rushing while the yards have contact. Um, no, but I want to play the new Madden, but I want it to be cross-play because I don't have an Xbox anymore. So If you go buy an Xbox, Mr. Always yelling at me to buy a PC. Hey, Mr. Maybe go buy a PC. Don't. Uh, hmm, let's say Chris spend three, four hundred on an Xbox or Tim drop a couple grand on a PC. The mm. PC is going <laughs> to last you longer. Which one sounds more viable? Um, I don't know. Chris with a K. Would you like to put your input here? Which I've one costs an, less? I've got an. I've got a. I've got an X. <laughs> but oh. you can see <laughs> I all the no. anime. You can see all the anime boobies in 4K. I get just watch Food Wars. Great show. Want to see anime? Boobies? You have to get a PC is because the boobies are better at a video game. And I'm pretty sure my. Uh, my TV's in 4K. I can just log on to the Xbox on the internet. But does the does the Xbox put out 4K? Of course, it does. It's the whole that's purpose what, of the new Xbox One. That's what. That's why oh, I watch. That's why I watch X. HBO Max just through my Xbox. <laughs> okay, so aw- away from the uh, anime boobies, let's go towards. <laughs> let's let's end it on your five your Indy 500 sad. tirade. Oh wait, no. okay. Cause I, you you started telling me it at Five Guys yesterday, and I was like, "Hold up, wait a okay. minute." So yeah, there is going to be. They made the announcement. I'll read this. I wrote something out. So basically, they postponed the Indy Five Hundred back in May because they were going to have fans, and that's what that was. That was sold on having fans. So we're going to have fans. We're going to. We've been hearing this for the past. However many months we're gonna have fans. Well, Tim, <laughs> it's not even me. It's me. Trust me. Oh, yeah. oh I thought it was you. I thought you were trolling. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me read. So, Tuesday, August fourth, I get an email. Dear race fan, we greatly regret to inform you that the 104th Indianapolis 500, presented by GameBridge will take place on August 23rd without fans at the venue. This also includes all practice, qualifying, and Miller Lite Carb Day activities. Now, this has to be the most gut-punching, kick-in-the-balls email and announcement I have ever received. 
Because see, Chris with a K is not just a racing fan. He's not just an IndyCar fan. And he's not just a fan of the Indy 500. To him, Indy 500 is life. His ex-wife compares his home to like living in a museum because of all the memorabilia that I own. And as a kid from Indiana, I was Chris was pushing his Hot Wheels cars on the floor for his very own Indy 500, or he was Mario Andretti on his bicycle. And he's memorized all 103 winners of the Indianapolis 500. So he's the ultimate Indy 500 fan. We've had race tickets since 1987, and I've attended every race in that time span, except for the years from 1990, from 1996 to 2000. But that's another story and drama that we won't go into. So, without fans, there is no Indy 500. Not only are the fans not able to attend, which is a yearly tradition. I mean, I know it's a yearly tradition for my families. It's a yearly tradition. Some people have been going for over 50, 60 years. But gone is the celebrity red carpet. Celebrities come to the race. They mingle with the race fans. They, last year, they had Matt Damon and Chris, uh, Christian Bale wave the green flag. So we don't have that. Uh, there's no more former winners making a lap in the pace cars before the race. There's no more parade of classic race cars. Old Indy 500 cars, stock cars old Indy 500 winning cars, that's gone. There's no balloon release before the race. And right now we just have 33 starters, which is 33 makes up the field. Um, uh, and there will probably be no pace car ride for the winner after the race. It's tradition that the winner of the race gets on the pace car, they make a lap and wave at the fans. Who's it gonna wave to? So why have that? All those traditions, everything is thrown out the window. So now the Indy 500 is just another race. In my opinion, just cancel the race. Let's just all come back next year. Because without those traditions and pomp and pageantry, it's nothing. And there's no, they've cut the, they've cut, with no gate money coming in, they've cut the prize money in half. Um, there will be no bumping. There will be no excitement for the fans. No major storylines. No David Bleedy, no David beating Goliath stories like last year when an unknown driver by the name of Kyle Kaiser and his small Hunkos racing team bumped out two-time Formula One champion Fernando Alonso and the heavily funded team McLaren. So we all just get to sit home and watch the race from the couch, just like another IndyCar race. So put up that Borg Warner trophy, just keep it in the museum and cancel the race. Because Sunday, August 23rd, will just be another race day. It just happens to be a 500-mile race at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Because we can go to restaurants to eat. We can go shopping. We can take public transportation. And we can attend a race at any small paved and dirt track all over this great state of Indiana. And if we want, we can protest and burn a whole town down. But we cannot go to a venue that seats over 250,000 people with a 25% with a capacity limit. The Speedway wasn't going to make you go. They created safety protocols, and they were going to make people wear masks, essentially. If you didn't have one on, guess what? It, they'll escort you out. 
And if you don't have one, they'll give one to you. How great is that? So if you didn't feel comfortable attending, you didn't even have to eat your ticket money. They're just going to credit you for next year's race. So they weren't even going to force you to go. It wasn't, if you don't go, you're screwed out of your money. So the 500 has lasted. This is the 104th running. The first race was in 1911. It survived two world wars. It has survived countless other pandemics. We had the, I mean, there was a flu, there was a flu pandemic in 1918, but there was no race in 1918 because of World War I. But um, there was a diphtheria epidemic in the 20s. There was the polio. The peak of polio was from 1916 to 1955. My mother got polio. She's a polio survivor. But did that stop them from running the Indy 500 with fans? No. There was a flu pandemic in 1957. Hey, they all showed up to watch Sam Hanks win that race in 1957. So why not? There was a measles outbreak for 10 years from the 80s to the 90s. I had no idea about that. Still didn't stop us from going to the race. And we all, I mean, what else have we had? We had a flu pandemic, I guess, in 2009. Hey, guess what? I went to the Indy 500 in 2009. There was a whooping cough pandemic in 2010 and 2014. We still went to the race. So with that being said, there will be no real 104th Indy 500. And a driver who wins the Indy 500 gets his likeness on the Borg Warner Trophy. Will that likeness be wearing a mask this year? I mean, that's a good question. Or does the window have an asterisk next to his name? History will tell that story. Nerds. And that's all I got. That was good. I enjoyed it. So open up the damn gates and let me watch my Indy 500. Speaking of uh, things that got canceled, there's uh, not that you guys would know about this, but there's a feast that happens every year in uh, my city called the Feast of the Blessed Sacrament. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's something like the biggest or one of the biggest Portuguese festivals in the world that's not in Portugal. And uh, it's been going on 104 years. This would have been 105. And it's never been canceled. Ever. Not one time. And this last or this year is the first time in 105 years that it got canceled. That's sad news, too. So. But. Let people. That's a little bit different than a stadium because it's literally just thousands of people. Like when I go to the feast, you go to the feast and you don't move. You find a spot and you stand there because it's so packed with people. So I guess I can understand that a little bit more than the Indy 500. Well, the complaint is they sold, they, they maxed out capacity for the Indy 500 at 25%. So what's that, 70,000 people? I still feel like that'd be... There's over 
There's over 400 acres on that racetrack. Yeah, it one, easily spread 70,000 people out. The 100%. one thing that I can, you know, being devil's advocate here, the one thing is everyone's going to come in a gate. And, you know, you got to think about all the local businesses that aren't prepared. You know, they're but, at a but, 50% but, capacity or right, whatever. So it's, but that's, that's not going to matter. But here's the thing. Of those 70,000 people, how many of them are coming from out of town? I mean, I have a cousin yes. in Michigan that really. has two tickets to the race. He wasn't going to come. Especially so, at this point. Exactly. So There would have been a lot of locals. There would have been more locals than anything. A lot of yokels. It yeah, would I'm, have been like the good old days when, you know, just people from Indiana really came. Well, when, they, when, when I was a teenager, so, you know, back in the 80s, so you would go to qualifying and you would go to poll day. And there would be 150,000 people at poll day. And those are all locals. I bet you 90% of those people were locals. So it's, well, I think it's a bad business session because you got no gate money and you know, it's, I think it's going to hurt them. It's not going to collapse the series as a whole. Do I see it that? No, but if they think they're going to get monster TV ratings, people go well, to the race, people go to the race what? because it's an event. They and better lift the blackout for local. They did. They've already they lifted the blackout when they lifted. When oh, they I didn't know that. Yeah, when it was at twenty five percent capacity, they lifted the blackout. Wait, Here, so are you guys saying that they block out the Indy five hundred? They if do. You in, live in Indiana. You basically if, can't watch. If you live in, uh, Indi- they black it out at the local Indianapolis station for crazy. live. They show it at seven o'clock that night. So it's it's only it's only it's taped. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> But it's not that's, bad. no, but if they think my, in my opinion, and, and I'm thinking, I'm not just trying to think this as a racing fan, but as a business person too, but you've got no gate money. Um, schools rely, they, the, the, uh, a lot of the high schools and, and, uh, uh, organizations, youth organizations, they run the souvenir, you know, the, the souvenir and the food, the concession stands. So they're losing money too because they get a they you know however much food they sell they get a portion of that money, you know. So that's like that's band, that's sports teams, that's schools in general, that's dancing, all that's losing money because you know they're they're not going to be allowed in to sell food, so they get none of that money. Um, it's just a bad. I think it's just a bad business decision to not allow the fans in, but. I can go to my local Kokomo Speedway for Sprint Week and sit in a crowd full of people, and I can go to any dirt track here in Indiana and go see racing any weekend if they're open. Now, are are those also run by NASCAR, though? No, but no. IndyCar is in their own entity. It's not NASCAR. It's oh yeah, yeah. This is a this is a decision from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. This has nothing to do with. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a Penske deal, and and the the frustrating part as as a race fan was, you know that's why we were having it in August was we were going to have fans, we were going to have fans, and the 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 complaint there is if you're scared and you don't want to go, and hey, I have no problem with that. If you don't want to go, that's fine, but they put the safety protocols in place, and if if you want to go, you were able to go, and now you cannot even do that, and that's the hard frustrating part. So. Just, just shut it down. Let's just not have it. It's just not worth it because the uh, half of that race is relying on the pageantry and the people being there, 
and the, the pomp and you have none of that. So it just turns into another race. So why have it if it's just another race? Yeah, I, I kind of agree there. So, um, like Forrest Gump says, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's about wraps us up for uh, this week's episode. Um, so I guess the news is we are we got an RSS feed. Yes. And so we're going to be uploading... Exciting news, actually. This is exciting great. news. I know I don't sound too excited, but I'm ready. No. <laughs> I, I'm ready to get working on this, actually. But an uh, RSS feed. <laughs> Tune in when you can. We're gonna be putting Hoosier nerds. <laughs> I, I know. I know for sure we're putting it up on Spotify, iTunes, and um. Oh, what's the one? What's the other I think one we you use? Like Tune in radio. I use Tune in radio. Tune in. Okay. And if you guys want to put want us to put it on anywhere else, let us know. We'll we'll do our best. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're moving into the other platforms finally. You know, we we think we got our all the logistics down and everything, so we can get we can get moving. Right, and then uh, you know, come see us at our pod. Uh, look us up on uh, uh, Twitter. Pod nerds on at, at Pod Twitter. nerds on Twitter, and you can look us up on our Facebook page as well if you want to. Give us some feedback. Those are the places to do that. Facebook. And then it should be also be Hoosier Nerds on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. That's right. And oh, crap, I forget how As you say always, it. As always, there you go. Tune in, and you'll never have to wonder who's your nerds. 